Well, hello and welcome to the All Saints podcast. By popular demand, I'm back here again with my friend and fellow pastor, Jeff Shaw. And we've got a question that uh, came in from one of the members of the congregation a few weeks ago, which I want to take the opportunity to talk about with Jeff. Um, I hope you're okay with this, Jeff, just throwing you a bit in front of a microphone here. Are we ready to go? We're ready, I hope. Right. So, <laughs> we'll so here's, a, here's a question. So this came in by email. And let me say just at this stage, keep these coming. It's, it's very helpful. And really the primary purpose of this podcast is to just find another way for us to reach out to and to keep the teaching coming towards you guys at All Saints. Of course, we know that there are people out there who aren't at All Saints who are listening and you are most welcome as well. But this came from somebody at, at All Saints. I have a question for you, Pastor Jeffrey. This has been a developing question over a number of weeks and comes from conversations, observations. And we recently watched a documentary on the Duggars and their troubles. And if you don't know who the Duggars are, then, okay, you have my permission just this once to Google it. Um, anyway, the question is, how we had to think of family planning and birth control. Hmm. I've heard in my past the extremes, like the Duggars, where the argument would be that, and quote something like this, children are a blessing. Blessed is the man who has his quiver full of them, which means that as a married couple, you just have as many children as you can, and you trust God with your family planning. In fact, in some of these um, uh, Christian sub-communities, part of the marriage vows would be a pledge not to use any birth control and to try and have as large a family as you can. Uh, I'm not asking this about families that just want big families and are able to do that. The question continues. I'm asking more for people that in um, either out of some sense of piety feel they're obliged to have as many children as they biologically can, or um, think that it would be ungodly to use contraception or something like that. W what does the Bible say about this whole cluster of issues? And frankly, I suspect there are quite a lot of people who are, uh, at some point in the future here at All Saints and further afield, obviously, mm -hmm. going to be faced with questions like this. Yeah. Um, some of the um, rhetoric in our Christian community um, speaks of birth control as unholy birth control. And, you know, is that is that something we want to say about all forms of contraception and so on? <laughs> so I think I'm just going to put this over here. Um, maybe we should just um, start by laying some foundations. Um, yeah. And just think through uh, what the scripture says about children and marriage and the purpose of marriage and family life. And then just we'll, we'll build from there. What do you think? Yeah, I so think that's great. Foundational first, right? Yeah. Kick, so kick us off your, your thoughts, Jeff. Yeah. Um, the easy one. What does the Bible say about children and how should we think about a married couple wanting to have kids um, and seeing children as a blessing? So. Yeah. First of all, they are a blessing, right? right? right. I mean, that's, that's not in doubt. And I think that um, children um, as part, Certainly, I mean, children are a significant part of marriage. They come right. along with marriage. They should be the expected norm as a blessing to married families. That said, I don't think that um, people are obliged to have as many children as possible. That mm. that would be an extreme view in my estimation. Right, right. Right? Um, that we, you know, and, and obviously as we get into this, when we talk about birth control, we're going to be talking about a complex issue, right? Because right. there's all types of birth control um, as a, just as a really kind of broad heading that could even pertain to abortifacients and, you know, and, right. and such, but there's a whole spectrum, there's a whole spectrum right. here. Right. But I mean, I mean, it's as old as the, 
holds the hills in terms of you know people saying i I don't want to have another (laughs) child and there's some natural ways there's natural ways of not having children right right i mean i i I just think it might be helpful for us to dwell for a second or two on the positive right yeah i mean and the the places people always think of rightly um psalm 127 um uh, behold children are a heritage from the lord the fruit of the womb a reward like arrows in the hand of a warrior are the children of one's youth. Youth Blessed is the man who fills his quiver with them. Mm-hmm. He shall not be put to shame when he speaks with his enemies in the gate. Then Psalm 128, you've got the the, the picture of a, a blessed wife is a fruitful wife whose children are like olive shoots around the table. And and like last time I checked, olive trees put out many shoots, you know, they're, yeah. they're kind of bushy trees. Yeah. And I guess I mean, part of what I want to emphasize when we're thinking about children is from a biblical standpoint and a theological standpoint, this is not just a kind of isolated thing, right? It, children uh, and family life in general mm-hmm. uh, is the means by which God shows his grace to his people. So Genesis 1, mm-hmm. fill and subdue the earth. That's the way that you experience the ongoing blessing of participating in God's plan for the world. Even after the fall, God promises to bless his children and his children's children. Right. um, Under the older covenants in the days of Abraham and Moses and David, under the new covenant on the day of Pentecost. And this is familiar to those of you who certainly like most at all saints um, will be paid a Baptist in theology. Uh, Peter exhorted people to bring their children Right. to be baptized repent and be baptized all of you and you'll receive the gift of the holy spirit for the promises for you and for your children, children. and so it's not just that here's your christian life mm-hmm. and one of the things you should do is have children if you're married and you're able to do so though that's true it's more than that it's that the blessing of family life is a principal means by which god fulfills his purposes down through the generations and right. and to to see children in that incredibly positive way is really a mindset we need to to get to grips with right right yeah i mean um (laughs) we're you know i had this conversation with a missionary recently right right about evangelism and (laughs) i mean filling the filling the earth with christians Mm -hmm. as well right and certainly evangelism has its place we should all be involved in evangelism but I, I really believe also we're going to populate the earth with Christians right. via, yeah. you, you know, via families, yeah, via Christian yeah. families. And, and we don't so, want to like dichotomize the two, right? You right. Know, no, not at all. Missionaries. Absolutely. Um, you, you mentioned um, last Sunday, uh, immense rates of conversion in the country of Iran, right. and China, and right. praise God for that. Yep. And at the same time, what, like, why do we have to choose between um, covenant faithfulness in families right. and um, evangelism? to people who've never heard of Jesus and don't know the Bible's got two testaments, right? We've got to be able to do both, right? Right. And, and in our culture, that is an increasingly, um, what should we say? Let's be gentle about it. That's, that's an increasingly minority standpoint, right? In in a broader secular culture. Right. Right. People are saying children are kind of a burden, right? Right. Right. That, um, we need to plan them so that we can really plan the rest of our lives so that we can make our priorities, our priorities and, and not have them crimp our style. Right. And that's really what's in the, the, the planning your family thing, isn't it? It's not, right. it's not so much I want to plan my family. It's I want to plan my life right. and do all the stuff that I want to do that children would get in the way of. And then we'll try and find a way to squeeze children in and among the really significant priorities that I've got. Right. Um, 
And that is something which I guess it's snuck up on us in, especially since the advent of modern contraceptive sure, uh, technologies mm. since the sixties, um, contraceptive pill, mm -hmm. I'll talk about that. Um, so, so we have, it's, it's astonishing if you think about it, although maybe it's not so astonishing if mm. you know more about the, the kind of cultural background to it, how quickly we've gotten to a position where the assumptions about what your family life, sorry, what your life as a couple uh, will look like mm -hmm. have just flipped so right. rapidly. So we've gone from a married couple who would naturally expect to ha start having children, you know, within, you know, a year or two, sure. if the Lord gave them the ability to have kids, to it's completely normal for both husband and wife to be pursuing their careers, which is normally the thing they want to do into their mid thirties, mm -hmm. delaying marriage for a start, right, and living together with no intention of having children and maybe not getting married, but, but the kind of the cohabiting, and then marriage extend for mm -hmm. a decade or two, right. And in some cases, um, people choosing that rather than children. I mean, and that's, that's really quite common. I was listening to a podcast just the other day and you know, somebody who's you know, a married woman who just, they just chose not to have kids. Right. And I would, I, I think I would take it so far as to say if the, if you did encounter people who said, well, we're married, but we don't want to have kids. They will, you know, at least I would want to probe. Why do you not want right, to have right, kids? Right, you right. know, children are a blessing. Children are not mm -hmm. meant to be seen as a burden. Right. So, and, and this, we, we now start to move <clears throat> towards the sharp edges of this ethical question that the email is really asking. Hmm. Um, because um, I think we could say with a degree of certainty that there are plenty of ways of saying we don't want to have children mm -hmm. that are just sinful in insofar as they are standing against God's plan for our lives. Right now, of course, what we all gravitate towards the exceptions here. You know, I, I've known people who not just that they weren't able to have children biologically, but in one or perhaps two cases, they had a kind of medical conditions, which could seriously imperil their health if they had mm -hmm. a child or, mm -hmm. or somebody who's had one child and, um, you know, her life would be in grave danger if she were to conceive again. Yeah, you know, that, and that's we're not not messing around at that point. Um, that those are rare, but they're mm -hmm. not unknown. Right. And I think one of the challenges for us as a church is to recognise that and to avoid being judgmental. Yes. You know, so you see it. You see people with different sized families, and it's easy for the um, the enthusiasts among us to kind of arrange them in a and a hierarchy of maturity and godliness that roughly corresponds to their number of kids. And that right. would be a mistake. Right. Because honestly, other people's medical concerns are not my business mm -hmm. or anybody else's. And, yeah. um, and we so don't just, not have all the facts right, most right, of the right. time. I was just, this reminds me of just earlier today, I was discussing something with Mrs. Loki mm -hmm. and I was just kind of saying something a little too matter of fact. And she kind of cooled mm -hmm. it off a little bit by, you know, yeah. adding some more information. I thought, yeah, okay. Yeah. I didn't think of that, you know, I didn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and, and, um, so one of the marks of our community will be, I think if, if we're growing, uh, in maturity as Christians, mm -hmm. it will be an ability to talk about these things in a way which genuinely does give moral guidance, but is not prematurely judgmental. Sure. Right. 
So what is it? Uh, frames, frames, ethics is perspectives. Yes. It's well, per everyone's situation and everyone's experience yeah. is different. Yeah. Um, mm. That said, um, Pastor Neil was just in here a minute or two ago. And, yeah. You know, his comment was, well, um, some people build their doctrine of salvation on the thief on the cross. Um, some people build their doctrine of children on um, Sarah, the wife of Abraham. Mm. Um, in other words, we don't want to build a general case from the exceptions. So let's, let's try and get um, specific about some really practical things. Um, so children are a blessing from the Lord. More than that, they are a means by which God chooses to bring about his purposes. Mm -hmm. And it has to be said, you, you look at the created world, you look at, um, you look at the way that men and women interact and they get married and they, they share sexual intimacy mm -hmm. that results in children, right? Yep. So we've got an argument here. Some of the time. Right. Well, this is an interesting thing. So, so mm. what, what's intriguing about this argument is there's, there's a way of framing the argument that this email is responding to, which is actually a form of a natural law argument. Mm. Yeah. Um, and it's worth, to, maybe we take a minute or two to explain what that is. And mm. then uh, you, you tell me what you think. Yeah. So the natural law argument in general would go, here is the structure of created reality. We can read off that moral norms that are, that apply to us generally. Mm -hmm. We're sort of, we're not going to the scriptures for our moral norms. We're going to the created order. We're observing that when you have a man and a woman and they get married and they share sexual intimacy, they have children, ergo, um, anything that gets in the way of that is, getting in the way of what God has designed, uh, you ought not to put anything in the way of that. Right. And this is what that's how you end up at the kind of position that the, this email is articulating. And you, <laughs> you sow the seed of one of my responses. I mean, okay, mm -hmm. look, let's, let's give it its due, right? It is the case that God has made it so that um, a man and a woman, if they have sex, uh, will have children eventually yeah probably most of the time which but, is what makes it wrong if you approach marriage as you know it, it is normative to have children so if you say just put it out of your mind we, we don't, don't want do to have children that right. may be wrong because right. that there is a normative right. but the but, but the reason why it's wrong is because of how scripture speaks about that yes and it's interesting i mean I, I, at one level i want to pick up the comment you made like some of the time uh -huh. that if if we make that natural law argument it's a really bad natural law argument. because only some of the because, time do we conceive yeah, right? because yeah, yeah. How, how many weeks uh -huh. in, how many days in a month is a woman fertile maybe three four mm -hmm. and therefore depending on uh, how long the sperm live inside her body maybe you've got 25 percent, or it depends on the, the, the peculiarities of people's biology but one one <clears throat> roughly on average one day in four or one day in three mm -hmm. uh, is possible for sex to result in conception and even then it doesn't always happen in those mm -hmm periods of time so if you wanted to make the argument from natural law then you'd have to make it with that in mind yeah that god has designed this uh expression of love and intimacy specifically so that most of the time it doesn't result in conception mm -hmm. now I'm, I'm sitting here saying children are a blessing from the lord it would be a, a, a bad thing for a couple not to want to have children but at the same time, I'm wanting to say, let's not, let's not follow that way of arguing. And actually, let's it's not, not have the whole reason we have right. sexual relations. Right. right? And, and so let's, let's dispense with the whole natural law thing yeah. um, as a way of doing ethics, because it's flawed for all kinds of other reasons. 
And just consider the scriptures. We have scriptures which clearly indicate the blessing of children. Mm -hmm. You've also got the Song of Songs where children don't really seem to be uh, top on the list of what the lady is excited about. not in about. the picture at all. Right? It's just like, and so let's, let's relax a little bit mm -hmm. uh, about what sex is for. Let, and let's feel free to affirm all that the Bible affirms about it. Yep. Let's feel free to affirm that it is given for pleasure, mm -hmm. mutual sharing of pleasure, as well as for um, procreation. Sure, absolutely. Um, and we're not going to dispense with either. And the, the danger here, I, I can, or can you almost hear it? You can almost hear the people who want to emphasize one side or the other. Sure. Thing like wanting to say, yeah, but, and I want to say yes to both groups of people. Yeah. We're absolutely going to affirm what scripture mm. affirms mm -hmm. by this. Um, so wh where does this take us then? Mm. Uh, does it put us on this sort of hard to navigate um, spectrum where at one end of the spectrum, you've got uh, people who say, I just don't want to have kids. Yeah. And, and we're saying that's wrong. Mm -hmm. And the other end of the spectrum was saying um, anything you did to prevent conception. That's also wrong. That's also wrong. Right. And it would be like if, if you if you use a calendar honestly, right? You, that's you, contra. Right. That's contraception because yeah. if you've got those four days yeah. that, that the wife knows that she's fertile. Yeah. And yeah. if the husband is paying attention and mm -hmm. he knows that there's this whole two week period where they could have sex and they couldn't have a child if they tried, God has designed things like that. Mm -hmm. And are we supposed to pretend that we don't know that? Right. Right. So the ancients knew that the ancients knew that. Um, yeah. So you've got this end spectrum in the middle. What, what do you want to say about the different places that you could occupy on that spectrum? Jeff? Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I want to say, first of all, I don't think that, um, yeah, okay, so we're not making complete statements here, just mm -hmm. initial sure. statements, building sure. something. Sure. So I would say, first of all, that I don't think natural contraception is mm -hmm. wrong. I mean, I, I think, again, if a family has, I have a pretty full quiver, and mm -hmm. I'm a pretty, uh, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm growing older. You right, know, right, I mean, right. I don't know if everyone knows this, but I had my first child at 40. Right. And I had a baby. I didn't have a baby. <laughs> My wife had a baby yeah. when I was 52. Right, right, right. So, um, you know. She's a few years younger than me. Yeah, she right? is a few years yeah, younger this, than this, me. We're so, not now disclosing. But let me put it this way. When, yeah, yeah. When, yeah, right. You know, when she's quite a bit younger than I am. But um, when, we were, when we were dating, getting ready to get married, and we talked about, you know, how many kids. And I remember she said five. And it about blew my mind because... I was 38. Right. And I thought this isn't, you Clock know, sticking yeah, I mean, this isn't going to happen, right? <laughs> yeah, Five. Yeah, Good yeah, luck yeah, with yeah. that. You know, yeah, 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 and yeah. we have six. Yes. So yes. that's pretty amazing. So, um, but that said, I'm in the position of like, wow, uh, another child would be, I'd be heavy, you yes, know? Yes, yes. So I, I'm living this. I mean, I'm, right. we're you, having a discussion about your youngest some, is two, right? two. Yeah. yeah. Two. Yeah. What going on three in September. Right. Okay. So yeah, I mean, um, to have another child, I'm sure Brianne feels this way too. You know, it, it would, uh, it would be pretty heavy. Well, can, can we talk about that then? Because this is one of the things where I think people who are trying to navigate this in a godly way, mm -hmm. um, they're thinking about different forms of contraception and we'll come to that in maybe in right. a few minutes time yep, and talk yep. about, um, 
because we're, we're not here going to write a blank check for any kind of form of contraception and any extended right. use of it and so on. Um, but the people who are trying to navigate this in a godly way, they're not mm -hmm. making the obvious mistakes that we'll, we'll, we have indicated and we will indicate more of. But you get to a certain point and you want to say, we, is, do you think it's ever reasonable to say, I think we've reached a point where something like we can't handle anymore or it wouldn't be wise for us to try for any more, even though we biologically mm -hmm. can. Is there, is there anything that there are dangers with that? Maybe we want to articulate the dangers with it as well as what might be reasonable about it. Do you want to pick right. one of those? What's reasonable or what's what would be dangerous and ungodly about it? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think the reality is it um, <laughs> you can be stretched so far that you can be overwhelmed, mm -hmm. right? And when you have a full quiver, the idea of just um, saying we're, we're not going to concern ourselves with this whatsoever is not to mm -hmm. live in the real world that God has put you in, I yeah, think. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, that said, um, again, the, the devil's in the detail, so we're right. going to have to get into yeah, some yeah, of these yeah. real, um, yes. the, the, the different types of contraception that you... Well, well I, I wonder, I think you've got a whole bunch of things already just, just in what you said before we get to the methods of contraception okay. the, the the details of what somebody might mean if they said um we're feeling pretty stretched yeah right because let's be honest um there's a way of saying we're feeling pretty stretched which really amounts to um it would be inconvenient for us to have a second yeah because you know uh, we've adopted a certain lifestyle and a certain number of expensive holidays every year and vacations. Right. And, and we want to put our uh, little darling through Harvard and we know what the fees are. And, and these things are really important to us. And therefore we've done the math and we realize we can't afford. So it, it will just be a bit too much for us. Yeah. Right? That's different than say right. um, entering your forties. Yeah. And, being at a higher risk for complications, right, right, right. Um, difficulties, having had a couple of difficult pregnancies that yes. you brought, you know, yes. you, you, you've, you've had a child through, but they've been more difficult each time. Right, right, right. Um, you know, you may, there, there are very real instances where um, women, their, their last child is, um, is, is um, handicapped, disabled, right. whatever or you want to call it. Right. Needs. right. Yeah. So yeah. some sort of special needs. So, you know, the, these are all circumstances, which I think mm. are not the same, obviously, obviously right. they're right. not the same right. as well. A second child, we wouldn't be able to take that vacation to, to yeah. Hawaii each year. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 And it's, it, it's this point where the, the significant criteria that individual couples have to really acknowledge first and then, and then process become harder to discern from the outside. Mm -hmm. So this is another point where really I want to urge all of us to be very, very slow to rush to judgment. In fact, yeah. not to rush to judgment at all. Yeah. Um, because we just don't have the, the relevant information. I and mean, we certainly don't know that we would have in every case. Mm -hmm. um, but again, if we're trying to give guidance to people, mm -hmm. um, it's, it's actually quite easy to sketch the, the, the ludicrous extremes where you say, Obviously, the 
the, the person who really is just thinking about how they can have this extremely prosperous and affluent and moneyed lifestyle and a second child would get in the way. That's, that's not, this is too much for us. That's just selfish. Right. But somebody who says, you know, who's had a child that has special educational needs or some physical uh, disability. Mm-hmm. And, and actually what you want to do is to care as much as you can for the children you have. Right. And your ability to do that really would be meaningfully compromised. Mm-hmm by having another pregnancy and a child and then a young baby that it just that's that seems to me a reasonable thing to say um i i I feel like there's the there's 90 percent in the middle Mm -hmm. and where actually the truth is that the thing that starts to enter your head is i don't feel like i'm mature enough um organized enough competent enough together enough as a christian to do this yeah and well that might be true the solution might not be stop having kids the solution might be um yeah to to trust god for your growth and maturity Mm -hmm. i mean what this really does if you flip it around and remember where we started Psalm 127 Mm -hmm. with this children are a blessing from the lord I've spent some time recently encouraging young men in particular to take seriously the um, the growth in maturity that's needed of them, the, the aiming to be able to provide well financially and in every mm-hmm. other way for their family mm-hmm. so that they can enjoy the blessing of children right. and so that they can set their wife free from the um, daily concern about where the next meal is coming from mm-hmm. for the growing family. Let's flip it around that way. And, and um, while acknowledging that we all have a breaking point and we all have limits of, of various kinds, also acknowledging we don't really know where they are. God can stretch us That's and right. we can grow. Yeah, right. We, and, and we should be trying to grow. Like yeah. our aim ought to be to be the kind of men and women mm-hmm. who um, could mm-hmm raise godly children in increasing number as the Lord gives them to yeah. us. Right? I was recently having a conversation with someone, keep it pretty vague, but mm-hmm. I, yeah. I was getting the <laughs> sense that the, I was getting the sense that they felt a, a, a tad bit overwhelmed right, where they, right. you know, where they are with all of their young children. Right. And yet I, I think that person's attitude still was, if another comes, it will be a blessing. Right. right. Though I think, they don't desire right, another right, one right, right now. So yes. I think that's perfectly fine. They should feel no guilt over that. Yes. Right. Yeah. Children are a blessing. They have a, they have a lot of blessing. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, well, and, and let, let's just imagine some more kind of textured differences. I think it's perfectly possible to imagine people who, let's suppose you have a, a clunk of children quite close together. Mm-hmm. You feel somewhat man overwhelmed. You think you know, maybe we've, we've, reached a limit maybe you're wrong about that mm-hmm. and maybe you turn around 10 years or 11 years down the line and you look back and think well, like hmm, i do i wonder if we could have tr- well you could try again mm-hmm. um at this point you also raise the whole question of adoption mm-hmm. um and uh, adoption is not just for p- people who can't have children of their own right um uh, the this is something i've talked about once or twice in the last couple of years, but we probably ought to talk about more uh, because it ought to be more of a live reality for us as a church, mm-hmm. I think. And uh, you know, we we all grow up in strange ways. And that there may be people out there listening to this who 
you know, you, you made your decisions as a couple about how many children you wanted to have when you were in your 20s and 30s. And then maybe you had some kind of surgical intervention to make it impossible to have any more. But now you're, you know, 45. And you're thinking, oh, you, your views have changed, you, your perspective on children has changed, you're more in line with the Bible, frankly, and, and, and 45 and is young to be raising children. <laughs> let me tell you. And, and well, and, and you've got, you may have grown up in the faith, you may be a better dad now and a better mum mm. now than you were. And yet biological children are not going to be in your future, not more biological children. Well, there are how many, I don't know, what eye-watering numbers of children out there who are in desperate need of adoption. Right. Um, so why, why not at least consider that? I want to say that. Um, let's touch on a couple of other issues. There's um, the methods of contraception thing. Yeah. You, you've mentioned that. Um, uh, the obvious no-nos. Yeah, um, the day after pill. Yeah, and uh, I would say anything that's an abortifacient that has right, been right. chemically, um, you know, and I think a lot of people actually don't know this, and so right, I do right, think right. it's worth. I think every married couple ought to do its research. Yeah, yeah it's a okay. good thing to be educated in this realm, and um, some of the pills um, don't do what they market themselves to do. They right. don't just keep eggs from being fertilized sometimes they keep fertilized eggs from being implanted right, and right, that right. is what's known as a silent abortion if you will yes, and yes, we yes. um you know we we don't want to be promoting that kind of industry right and right. that kind of practice so well yeah. i mean and that's an ethical distinction of some significance so uh, a method of contraception that stops fertilization from taking place mm -hmm. because the egg and the sperm don't have the chance to meet mm -hmm. is potentially ethically legitimate within the constraints that we we're talking about previously, where yeah. your goal is to have a family and you're not, you're not thinking of children as this kind of slightly unfortunate side effect of being married, mm -hmm. where you really want to pursue your other goals is potentially legitimate morally. So that, that we, we're not in the same place as the Roman Catholic church at this yeah. point, yeah. because of the natural law. I and I will add just I'll throw in there yeah. too, you say potentially ethically or morally legitimate yes. i say the other factor is conscience so hmm. um you know and this is an area where i want to say i think that people do need to it's not that i'm saying uh abortifacients need to be a matter of conscience no no, 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 no. but if you're um if you're engaging in contraception that you don't have peace over right i think That's you should not be engaged using that type yes. of contraception the, the conscience argument definitely works that way yes. yeah so so in ethics we all have an obligation to follow our conscience which is to say we should do what we think is right right we also have an obligation to educate our conscience yes yes um but um the doctrine of um to put it simply the play it safe like if you're not sure right don't, don't do something that you think might be sinful when there's another option right so um, i mean I'll, I'll give an example of yeah, something i think is um not all Christians, not all good Christians in our circles are going to agree on. Right. Um, right. But um, to get a vasectomy. Right, right. Right. As a method of contraception, if you will. Yes. Um, I don't think that that is something that I'm, I'm not in. I'm not prepared here today to say that's wrong or yes, that's acceptable. Right. I right, think right. that very much can be an issue of conscience. Right. Well, know? and it, it could be the kind of thing which depends not just on. Um, 
where a person is in terms of their own thinking about it, because mm -hmm. there's the formal material sin distinction that mm -hmm. you're alluding to. But it's the other circumstances. So if the reason you're having a vasectomy is because your wife has been told if she gets pregnant again, she could die, mm -hmm. which is actually the situation that a friend of mine in the UK was in. Um, that's a very different thing from um, other circumstances. So again, we're in that realm of um, it's complicated. It depends on the specific circumstances. But mm -hmm. just just to back up a couple of steps, I mean, your your comment about a, about people not being aware of the potentially abortifacient effects of mm -hmm. hormonal contraceptives, mm -hmm. contraceptive pills. Right. A lot of them can work in multiple ways. And right. we're not doctors, or at least not that kind of doctor, go and consult your physician and check whether it's possible that um, a pill that you might be considering taking mm -hmm. um, uh, can work by preventing implantation of a fertilized ovum. Because if it can, then that's what that's actually doing is terminating the life of a child. They'll call it a fertilized ovum, but it's a child. Mm -hmm. um, and the difficulty here is that the statistics might be invoked. It might be the case that in 99.9% .9 of cases, what happens is that fertilization doesn't take place because the um, contraceptive works by preventing ovulation or in mm -hmm. some other way, preventing mm -hmm. contact between mm -hmm. the sperm and the egg. But if let's suppose, that means that there's a one in a thousand chance that you take this pill and in a particular month, you're terminating the life of a child. Would you take a risk of one in a thousand? No. Right. No, none of us would. Right, right. So put like mm -hmm. that. Yeah, so I'm totally with you. Mm -hmm. um, the, 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 the range of options, we're really kind of narrowing down. Yeah. We, we want to start from a position of saying children are a blessing. Marriage ought to be oriented towards this men ought to be thinking, how can I set myself up by God's grace so that I'm best able to provide for a wife right. and a family that's growing? Both men and women should be thinking, how can I become the most godly version of myself so that I'm able right. to be a great mum to lots of kids and should be trusting God for that growth in godliness? And then we start to recognize, yeah, it's it's not, it's not unreasonable to um, seek to use methods that are not morally objectionable in themselves, like a calendar or like mm -hmm. condoms or, mm -hmm. or, or some other method that doesn't introduce the, the danger of um, abortifacient effects. Right. It's not illegitimate to consider those approaches within those broader parameters. Right. Um, and, and then I just want to come back again and, and restate at the end, let's not have a conversation about how to stop having kids. Right, let's let's not turn this into a conversation about birth control. Hmm. Right, yeah. Let's have a conversation about um, how to orient our lives in the way that we are participating most fully in God's plan to give life to others. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And I think that's the spirit in which I want to engage with this. Now, whether that actually leaves us is a, a million miles from the kinds of exaggerated and extreme uh, subcultures that you may have seen in the mainstream media, right? I mean, we don't need to go into the details of that. We're not here to beat people up over yeah. those things, but we've, we're a very long way from that. But what we do want to be is uh, a community of Christians that is oriented towards life. We're thinking of the children are a blessing from the Lord. Mm -hmm. um, and 
we ought to be striving to move in that direction. And at the same yeah. time, you, you'll look around you at church. Well, look, look, just look. One of your pastor has six. One of your pastors has six children. One has three. One has two. Mm-hmm. So, um, not just for my sake, but for the sake of other people who may have made choices, the details of which are not known to everybody. Yeah. Let's not become judgmental about one another because otherwise right. we could easily end up coming to blows because like, yeah you know, and it's what? really a matter of know thyself isn't it i mean as yeah. a culture yeah. we're I, i'm very excited to be in the crec and be a part of a culture yes, yes, yes. where you see a lot of big families yes, and where right. we affirm the the blessings that Goodness. children's are, children are i think yes. where we need to be careful is to grow proud right of yes. that and like you said earlier judgmental being yeah. careful not to be judgmental all right over yeah. that so yeah. but yeah very good. Any yeah. final thoughts for us, Pastor, Pastor Shaw? No, this has been interesting. This yeah, is, thank yeah, you. Yeah. Can we, we don't mention who sent in no, the question. We, we don't mention. No, we, people get to ask their questions. Well, thank anonymous. you for sending <laughs> in that question. I know who you yeah, are. Yeah, but thank yeah, yeah. you. No, it's great. It's great. Um, so if I, just final word for me. Um, uh, yeah, thank you for the question. Please send any more in that you'd like to. Remember, we know this gets shared and sometimes we have... Mm like famous and eminent pastors and theologians like my guest today pastor Shaw, who like and the episodes get shared far and wide and that's great share this with your friends if you think people will benefit from it um we we do want to be a blessing to the church but we're here primarily mm. for you guys this is about um all saints and so if you have questions that you want to share with us please don't hesitate ping them our way and um who knows your question might make it on here and certainly if it doesn't we'll come back to you anyway and try and um give you the benefit of our thoughts about it but i think that'll do us for now the Lord bless you. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks a lot. Thanks for having us. Bye for now.